Hi everybody, you're listening to Adventures in Dowsing, podcast number 24. I'm Graham Gardner. Well, I thought there was time to squeeze in one more podcast before the end of the year, and so this time we are attending another workshop from our 2010 conference. Uh, this workshop is by Dr. Andrew Tresider, who presented a wonderful and highly aromatic workshop on flower essences. Dr. Andrew is a GP from Chard in Somerset, who believes that patient empowerment is the key to better health in the community and he's a great exponent of using complementary approaches alongside conventional treatment methods, including therapies like emotional freedom technique and acupressure. And he has a particular affinity with flower essences, which was the focus of his workshop. Now, as always with these uh, audio-only recordings, it can be sometimes difficult to uh, understand parts of the presentation without the visuals to go with it. However, in this case we are fortunate, as Andrew has placed the PowerPoint of his talk on his website, which is drandrew.co.uk, so you can watch it right alongside his uh, talk here. As usual, I'll put links to his website and to the presentation on our show notes page, so you can easily find it. And uh, I'll also put links to uh, a list of flower essences that he discusses that will help you uh, keep up to speed with the workshop. But uh, basically, just have a browse around his website and you'll find uh, all the information you need to uh, understand what's going on during the talk. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, without further ado, here's Dr. Andrew. Welcome, everyone. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for coming along. My name is Andrew Trasetta. I'm a GP. I hope you've enjoyed the weekend so far. I'm sorry not to have been with you, but I gather it's been very, very good. And biochemists are now dowsing. Some of them. Um, the workshop, I think, is called Feeling Well with Flower? Nature's Alchemy. Nature's Alchemy. Um, I, uh, there will be two or three things that I forget to say along the way, so I'll give you some prompts now to ask me. Um, one is I want someone to say Sid to me at least 15 minutes before we finish the session. Sid. I want to tell you a story about Sid. Okay? Um, another is that, I'm not, that 60 minutes is not very long, so I'm not going to show you a DVD of 37 minutes called Nature's Alchemy, which I've made, but it is on sale. Um, the plug for it goes something like this. Several of my friends have said how nice this is. One of my friends who's a GP said, Andrew, I very much enjoyed it, but I'd like to say two things. One is there are six, you know, six sort of amateur errors. You know, the microphone booms in sight. There's Maria's doing this at one point. Um, there's a dog that's obviously just done a, a whoopsie because <laughs> doing this. And there's a limping cow and a limping dog. And there's a point where it focuses on someone's boot. And it's, it's not the snake's head fertility you're looking at. It's the advert for Hunter Wellies who sponsored that. No, they didn't sponsor it. But, um, but the other thing he said, he said, Lee, Lee, he, said um, he said, Andrew, I'd like to say I've watched it several times. I thought, oh, that's nice. He said, yes, I use it to get to sleep. <laughs> 37 minutes of Andrew not buzzing, but just talking relaxed, um, with nature as a backdrop, puts you on such powerful sympathetic drive that all you want to do is just go... So anyway, there are, there are some, some copies of that um, wherever they're being sold a bit later. What I wanted us to achieve in this workshop, and the handouts are here so that this covers what we should have covered even if we don't actually cover it. Does anyone ever, used, anyone ever watch Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister? Yes. Yeah, there's that lovely bit where Sir Humphrey's talking about the minutes, if you can pass those back. Graham, can you pass over all the way Where Sir Humphrey's talking about the minutes and say, well, of course, Minister, we write the minutes beforehand. 
What do you mean you write the minutes before the meeting? Well, we write the minutes before the meeting to reflect what we should have decided, even if we didn't. Uh, so these are the sort of the handouts as, as to what I hope we're going to cover, even if I forget that we actually cover that. I'd better take one myself, just so I remember. <laughs> I gather some of you are practitioners at many levels of homeopathy and flower essences and others, and some of you really haven't done very much at all, and might have heard of rescue remedy, but not actually used it. Is that okay? Is that about right? What I'd like to do this afternoon is a sort of a quick whistle round flower essences as tools in vibrational medicine. And it's going to be interactive, and it's going to be a sort of workshop style as well. And if you'd like to make up a, a treatment bottle for yourself at the end, that's included as well. So, um, well, we'll just start a little bit east of town. What is life? One of the things about life is that we're all doing it, and we're doing it, and we're here on the planet doing it, but nobody tells us too much about it. So you might think, you know, we go through the education system and we learn an awful lot. Who learnt maths at school? Who learnt e English at school? Who learnt geography? Who learnt reading? Who learnt writing? We learn an awful lot. We learn a lot of skills and a lot of detail, too. At secondary school, how much was the detail? You know, a lot of detail, wasn't it? How about principles? Not always got the principles. One of the principles you might sort of think about life is, if we're here doing it on the planet, it would be quite nice to learn some of the rules and the tools, wouldn't it? So, okay, well, let's just between us. What are the rules of life? Some of the, some of the rules of life. Sort of verging on the esoteric rules, right? What are the important rules of life? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel, okay, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah? Be kind and Plans of emotions. Yeah? Be kind and com compassionate. Be all forms of life. There's quite a lot in there. Including your own. Right. So be kind and compassionate to all forms of life, including your own. So that's, we're all related. Yeah. Love flows everywhere, if we allow it to. Don't think I've written that one down. Um, and you get, you get back what you give out. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping, yeah. Anything else? Um, I was just trying to think about them beforehand, and I can't really remember them all. But you know, energy follows thought, <coughs> everything's connected. Are we all one or are we alone? Um, law of attraction, as above, so below, within, so without. And as Elizabeth said, love flows. And as Chris said, you know, feel the fear, love freezes. Isn't that interesting? I was thinking love flow, fears freezes, and I wrote love freezes. Love <laughs> flows and love brings flow, but fear freezes us, doesn't it? And what does nature do? Does that nature make us frightened, this beautiful surroundings of the Royal Agricultural College at Sancestor? Or does it make us feel nurtured and supported? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, that's some of the rules, and I think we could find quite a few others, but those are some of the sort of major principle rules. And um, if there are rules, what are the tools that help us do life? Well, I suppose the first tool is us. You know, we've got our body and a being. And we've got all sorts of skills and abilities. And we've got what we've been talking about this weekend, our sixth sense, our sat-nav, which actually tells us, which knows all the right answers, if only we know how to tune into it. Is that right? Is that fair enough? I sort of think of, of our sixth sense as a sort of sat-nav. <coughs> One of the problems about life is you, the use of logic, because the use of logic means that you look at all the detail rather than looking at the big picture. Um, one of the key things about dowsing is what you're actually saying, what you're actually doing with dowsing, forgive me if I'm wrong, please correct me, is you're refining the question, refining the question, refining the question, and saying what's the answer. 
And actually, when you've refined the question to the ultimate degree, you've actually got the answer generally. And one of the problems is that uh, many of us in life are members of the, uh, of the Where the Fakawi tribe. Do you know the, you know the Where the Fakawi tribe? You know, that tragic tribe of, of four-foot pygmies who live in the South American five-foot pamphlet grass, and they spend their life running around in small circles saying, Where the Fakawi, where the Fakawi? Yeah. And, you know, and being a human being is sometimes a bit like that. So you know, here's some of the rules, and here's some of the tools. And the other tools are, you know are the, the tools that reach in us when we're out of balance, which means you've got to know a bit about your energy body, you've got to know about meridians, about chakras, you've got to know about food, about feeding the body right. And nature is full of tuning forks to rebalance us. And I suspect that is because our brains, our software, which include the human bit, the sort of the, the frontal cortex, uh, the, the huge cortex which sits on, and the neocortex, which sits on top of the the paleocortex, which sits on top of the reptilian brain, which sits on top of the sort of... All this software has developed from where single cells first learnt to react against self and non-self and react to their environment. It's all developed, and all this software is a bit like the Y2K stuff. It's all got the old software inside, and it keeps adding bits on top. And our software, our human software, has developed over millions of years against the backdrop of nature, and it's developed... To, to, to live in bright blue light, which is why many of us feel grotty in winter. Mm. You know, when the days are short and they're grey, it isn't much fun. Has anyone got a light box? Anyone got a light box? Forgot to bring mine with me. Very useful little things. Go light box, about 120 quid. Can transform you at a point where homeopathic remedies and things don't, because what you need is blue light, natural daylight. So, you know, because it's one of the ingredients we use. So nature is full of vibes and um, music, you know, bird song, and I suspect a lot of music is an imitation of those things we sang here in nature. Trees, flowers, gems, animals, landscapes, all those, all, all of natural beauty is, is energy unfolding into patterns. And life is about patterns, and pattern recognition, and retuning to patterns. Now, if we look at some of the software that we use, let's just, let's just spend a few minutes looking at our thoughts and our feelings and how they process and how they progress. This will be teaching you to suck eggs, but forgive me if we just run over some stuff that's, that I think is quite useful. So, um, any teachers here? Yep, you remember life learning cycle, the reference is Cole if you're scientifically learning. And we have an experience, we reflect on it and we learn from it. We have an experience, we reflect, we learn. How many times do you think we go around that cycle in our lifetimes? <laughs> Lots of times. And in the learning, we get closure and completion and we get the wisdom from the issue. Okay? Because life is about accumulating learning and accumulating wisdom. Not necessarily just knowledge, but, but uh, you know, when you look back in your past life review, you'll look back at the quality of the relationships you have, you'll look back at what you've sowed and what you've reaped and the learning you've done, you're not going to look at, at how much is in the bank. Has anyone ever read any Stuart Wilde? Yeah. Like Stuart Wilde? Yeah. I yeah. love Stuart Wilde. You know, sort of offbeat, zany humour. He says that there is no point in leaving the planet with money in the bank. You want to have traded it all on the way for experiences. You know, if you've got lots of money in the bank and no experiences, waste of time. And humans are successful learners and we have millions of successful learning experiences in our lifetimes but occasionally we get stuck. So, where do we get stuck? Is it on the flow of experiences which keeps happening in life? Anywhere on the learning? I think actually, I think it's on the reflection. Because the experience happens, and if we get, if we get stuck on the reflection, then the learning fails to occur. 
but the experience keeps happening. We keep having experiences in our life. And we don't get closure on that particular issue or the learning of that skill or whatever. This Now, I see people writing very busily. I have a website. My name is Andrew. I'm a doctor. drandrew.co.uk. This PowerPoint is on the website. So feel free to copy it down if you want. But it, it is on the website. I, I think it's called Life, or it might be called The Physiology of the Emotions. I can't remember what. But it's, you'll see ideas from lots of places here. This is, this is you know, a synthesis of all sorts of things put together. Whoopsie. That's fouled that up, hasn't it? So, um, what comes next? Well, let's just look at an experience and tease out what an experience is. It's, it's, um, this is maths, isn't it? There's an equation sign and a plus. So it's an event and an emotion. It's two E's or it's two F's. It's the facts or the feelings of the matter. Okay? We're going to ignore the events of life now. We're going to ignore the facts of life. We'll just look at the feelings, if that's all right. Because facts happen, and we'll just look at feelings. So, anyone got any children? Anyone ever had a two-year-old? <laughs> How many feelings can a two-year-old do in two minutes? About <laughs> Absolutely. Feelings flow, and they flow effortlessly from state to state. And every experience has an episode of feelings, which a bit like a good piece of music or a good story, has three ingredients, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And they flow effortlessly from one state to another, and our feelings represent our different perspectives on an issue. They represent how our different frames of mind as we look at an issue from different viewpoints. Well, what happens when we get stuck? This is interesting. So let's get stuck. Let's get stuck. Let's say we're stuck in anger. Let's say I'm stuck in anger. Essentially, I've got three options. One is, let's say I'm stuck in anger. I could say, excuse me, team, you sit there quietly. I'll sort out my anger. I'll count to ten. I'll change my breathing. I'll make my breathing rhythmic and regular. I'll use some acupressure points. Ah, okay. I'll use some rescue remedy or whatever. Okay, I'm back with you. So the first thing I can do with a stuck feeling is resolve it. And actually, our default is that all feelings resolve when the right ingredients are there. But when we're stuck, we're stuck. So the other thing we can do is stay in that stuck state. And we, at that point, we do something with our feelings. But what might I do with my feelings? Let's say I'm angry here. I'm really angry. What might I do with that anger? Go and take it out of someone else. Externalise it, find a target. Exactly. Human beings, social people, with 20 nice targets in the audience, I'm unlikely to choose that box. Am I? You know, choose a friend. Um, so you can externalise it, um, and of course, um, you know, you often find a target, and, and self-harm, I'm sure, is externalising at your own body. And the alternative, if you don't externalise it, is... Internalise Internalise it. it, absolutely. We park it, we bury it, we repress it, we put it into the baggage pile with all the other things from yesterday, last week, last month, last year. Relationship, relationship before last, six-year-old stuff, stuff from when we were four-year-old, stuff from when we were three-year-old, stuff before birth. Stuff in other places, and other, pla- other times, and other places, which is my sort of code to a to a non-discriminatory audience about um, past lifetimes. Because mm. you start saying words sometimes, and people you can blow a fuse very easily, can't you? 
but it represents the stuff that we haven't dealt with that we've put to the back of our mind. And we put them in all sorts of files. We put them in the Elizabeth file, the Chris file, the Graham file, the Andrew file, the, the looks like a snake file, because our bodies are pattern matches. The looks like a scary object in the dark file, the angry folder, the fear folder, the shame folder. And they come from today, and as we said, they come from all over the place. And those of us who've been involved in personal growth, which means all of us, because that's what we're doing on the planet, if ever we look at the baggage pile, has anyone found some stuff from deep childhood there that keeps affecting them now? It's all there, and it keeps affecting us, and it's fascinating. And the challenge is, is to actually remove it, is to move it to healing resolution, rather than just leave it stuck. So we all have a baggage pile. And I forgot to say that, of course, although we've got a baggage pile of incomplete stuff, we have a wisdom pile, a wisdom pile of all the stuff that we did get right, or we do sort, which is actually the vast majority. But we tend to focus on the negative, don't we? Because it keeps flipping up to the surface. And it's personal, family, racial, gender stuff, all sorts of stuff. And whenever there's a resonance... When you see someone you had an argument with, you feel the anger again. When you see someone who looks like someone you had an argument with a week ago. <laughs> when you see someone who looks like the girl you fell in love with when you were 14 and sort of never released the crush, you know, you could get the same feelings up. This is where friends reunited can sometimes be a problem, all that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, we all have all sorts of stuff tucked away and resonance, resonant triggers will bring it up, including anniversaries. You know, anniversaries, very powerful way of bringing stuff to the surface to try and deal with it. And if there's too much in there, you drop down. And I'd just like to ask a question, how are you all today? Fine. Fine, thank you very much. If you ask 100 people in the street, how are they? What do they say? Yeah. Is it true? No. no. Do you know what it stands for? Yes. yes. <laughs> this is the polite version. Okay. So we all use denial because we want to be okay on the surface. So they say that under pressure, what do men do under pressure? Anger. Yeah, they externalise it. They invade another country. What else do men do under pressure? <laughs> well, they, they, they avoid things. That's yes. quite right. They go into a cave, and sometimes they may use a substance to go into a cave. And what's the, what's the archetypal substance that men do? Okay. Absolutely, they're thirsty. So they say that... So this is gender stereotypes. This is not gender realities. This is gender stereotypes. What do women do under pressure? Burst into tears. Yeah, okay, that's expressing it rather than... Um, oh, right. Yeah, that's, that's actually um, unblocking it and resolving it. What else do women do under eat pressure? Chocolate. Yeah, eat chocolate or talk. Talk. go... Yeah, talking is actually looking for support. Go work hard at something. Go work hard. Yeah, what do they do hard? What are, what are our town centres set up for women to do hard, <laughs> do hard work at? Absolutely. So these are the four mechanisms that we use to reinforce denial. Projection, blot out, distraction and comfort behaviour. And I would suggest that many of the dysfunctional things that we do in our lives come into one or more of those four categories. My classic um, 
um, is to go and read the newspaper, and it's you know you bury yourself, and it's it's blot out, uh, it's distraction, it's probably a sort of little bit of thumb sucking as well, tucked away. Actually, which raises a really good question. Smoking is really interesting. I mean, my job as a doctor is to actually ask my patients not to smoke, but I, I don't ever bother. I, I, I say don't light them, but I'm quite happy if you use the tobacco. You see, there's the ritual of doing all that if you roll your own or use a pipe. There's, um, there's the sucking on something. Um, there's the time you're spending with yourself. And, of course, after the age of 12, it isn't really cool to suck your thumb, is it? <laughs> But why do people smoke? It's because it isn't cool to suck your thumb. And why do you suck your thumb? Well, it's probably more personal and less intrusive on other people than finding your mother's breast or whatever. <laughs> because that's where it goes back to it, because it's deeply parasympathetic. It's very, very relaxing. And that's why people chew gum or whatever. And interestingly, if you'd like to do an experiment now, because you've been sitting very quietly for 25 minutes, the experiment is to have both feet flat on the floor and to use these two fingers, horizontal, top one on upper lip, lower one on lower lip, and just notice your energy field. So index finger on upper lip, please. Index finger on upper lip, um, and uh, other, other way around, face, palm towards you. And just notice your energy field. So index finger on upper lip, middle finger on lower lip. And just notice what it does to your energy. Okay. Now, having done that, please take fingers three and four, middle and ring, and do the same exercise. Not that you would necessarily smoke using these two. Is that doing the same? Would anyone like to describe the difference? What did the first one do? Quite sedating. Calm sedating. And lifts the energy. Yeah. Second one drops your energy. What do those two do? Four and five. Quite difficult to do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Lift, but in a different way? Yeah. And how about these two, which is the other archetypal way to smoke? Um. So index finger on upper lip, thumb on lower lip. It's just here, actually. Generally, it's an uplift. Maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's too many interesting people in the room. Yes, interesting. So. You know, there we are. We've got a whole load of postures that we use that do things, even without a fag in your mouth. I, I, I was talking to some Canadians. I was talking to some Canadians, and I said fag in your mouth. And um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> and, right. So a lot of what we do is actually palliation. And any of those mechanisms can become habits and can become addictions. And we haven't even got to fluorescences yet, but don't worry, we're about to. I just wanted to set the scene of life as to how they fit in. But this is all on the website as a PowerPoint, so feel free to, to um, look at it or download it later. So if we are going to heal, um, where did we get stuck? We got stuck on reflection, didn't we? Mm -hmm. So what are the ingredients that makes reflection go well when it's stuck? What do we need for reflection? Yeah, space. Yeah. And along with space, time, time yeah. we have to want to as well, don't we? I was going to say a retreat. But yeah. So there's time and intention in order to get completion and closure. But the key thing it needs is, we'll just play a little game a minute, word search. Anyone up for a word search? Seven letter word? Have you got it yet? No. Two P's in the middle. 
A T at the end, seven letter word, an S at the start. Okay. Support, absolutely right. Key thing that reflection needs is support, and actually the flow of life supports us at all times if we connect to it and remember that life is supporting us. But so often fear freezes us or anxiety disconnects us and we feel unsupported. So life itself, in all its myriad facets, uh, and of course other people, whether they're our friends or our family or our or professionals, uh, and it's everything from being listened to to touch, and being listened to even on a piece of paper is quite useful. Sometimes pouring out your anger into an angry letter is very powerful. Don't necessarily do it on the computer when you're typing in, in mail, though, because it's only so easy to press the send button, or even worse, send to all. Um, and of course, nature is the most powerful way that we are supported. Um, exercise is very good for burning off tension, and actually for stilling our minds as well. And I haven't mentioned breathing and the breath and bringing our attention back to the breath, but that's obviously vitally important. Yes. And I put the ironing off, clearly, um, because anything that engages your left brain in a, in a repetitive task, a mundane task, allows you to flip into the right brain. Uh, and to reflect and see the big picture because it's with our right brains that we see the big picture and synthesise. Now, for those who haven't heard of Rescue Ramonde, um Dr. Bach in the 1930s invented or popularised a method of, of making flower essences. He had been a homeopath, but he wanted some simpler answers from nature and he used a, a method that Paracelsus had used in the Middle Ages, which uh, uh, Paracelsus had observed the healing power of dew, D-E-W, from certain flowers, uh, and Dr. Bach took bowls of water and placed flowers on them and captured the energy, um, captured the vibrational energy signature in the same way as a compact disc is burnt in a computer and you burn information onto a disc. Uh, and he put five of them together to make something called Rescue Remedy, which is the one for shock, trauma, upset, and, and exam nerves, anxiety, and whatever. Mm. Is that okay for those who haven't heard of Rescue Remedy? Mm. He put together Rescue Remedy, having made a set of 38. Um, his first little book was called Twelve Healers, because he found twelve flower essences, which he thought equated to the 12, he toyed with whether it should be equating to the 12 astrological types, and then he sort of put that aside, because he couldn't quite fit them to those, and it wasn't absolutely right. But he felt there were 12 main um, personality types, and there are actually 12 main types. So I'd like you just for two minutes to look at page two, choosing your type essence, and try from that list of 12 to try and choose one instrumental. Crunchy is just one or two. For yourself. For yourself. It's much easier to choose for someone else. It's very much easier. I've chosen them for all the kids. Yes. <laughs> the number of times I have done a workshop and afterwards people come up and say, could I make up a remedy for my friend? And I don't mean they actually mean for themselves. They mean, I know someone who would benefit from this. 
So what I'm asking you to do is to look for the, your sort of key message in life, because if you can find your type remedy, that will always act as a sort of rescue remedy for you, because it will always help bring you back to centre. Mm -hmm. Now, if you can't work out what yours is, or you find it difficult, have a think which mine are. Because <laughs> there are two there. Patience. Oh, well done. Very good. Okay, impatience. Sue's identified as impatience. Quick mind, easily irritated by other people who are so slow. <laughs> Quick mind, easily irritated by other people who are so slow. And also, read book, enjoy book. Remember that on the bottom of page 206 there's a typo. Think about writing to publisher. <laughs> impatience types cannot read The Guardian. Is there another one for me there? <laughs> Near the bottom of the list. Vervain. Vervain. Absolutely. Very right. Excessive enthusiasm. <laughs> but I'm not going to take it now, because if I took it now, actually, I'll show you what happens if I hold it now. OK, so I'm holding Vervain now. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. But we've only got 20 minutes today. We're going to miss most of the presentation. It brings me back to centre. It stops me being uh, it stops me being an evangelist, but it will also cut your pace. Five minutes to sit. Five minutes to sit. Okay. Thank you. Um, so has anyone chosen one for themselves? Or two or three? Because I think often we need two or three. And I'm sure both in Patians and Verbing for me. And at one stage in my life I was water violent very much. As a small child and having gone to boarding school. And when our matron visited from boarding school one, week, one weekend in the holidays, I absented myself on my bicycle and went down to the Somerset Levels to train spot uh, on the Great Western Railway at a place not many yards away from where Nora Weeks used to go and make water violent, and where my friend David Beale met her on the Somerset Levels. How weird is that? Anyway, so choosing your type essence is, is quite a good, good way of going about it. And um, once you've done your type essence, Dr. Bark, um, then his, his book then became The Twelve Healers and the Four Helpers because he found four chronic disease states that you might have. And then, then it turned into The Twelve Healers and he found three more. So it was the sort of The Twelve Healers and The Seven, the seven Helpers. But he, I think he kept it as The Twelve Healers. Um, and then there were a second 19 that he found. And if you'd like to have a copy each of this, we can use these for reference in a few minutes. Uh, so there's four copies for you, and if you'd like some copies, yeah. And, and you can look through, and you can, you can, and the box are quite useful. I have to say, when the remedy applies to you, not all the words apply. It will only be part of the picture, part of the remedy picture that applies. Um, but you know, very often it, you need to have the left brain understanding of it or the left brain sort of synthesis. But the great thing about dowsing is you take the shortcuts and you just say, what's the answer? Mm. Does anyone dowse their type remedy? Yes. Yeah. Anyone find a scoranthus? No. You know, I forgot to bring scoranthus with me because I've got some in the garden and I meant to bring you some to show you. Um, what's that? Picked it this morning on the way here. Old man's, Old man's beard. It's the clematis seeds. It's not the flower from the clematis, but it's it's the clematis seeds. And what's clematis for? Did anyone choose clematis? Yeah, okay, bring you down to earth. Okay. Um, not one of the bark ones, but what's that? Yarrow? Absolutely. And do you know what yarrow's for? What? 
Okay. It's protection. It's, uh, it mends your energy body. Um, I picked some ivy, and ivy, as an essence, seems to actually dissolve irritation a bit. I v y, me against you. I versus you. And hawthorn is a uh, what's what? Well, it, it does heart physically, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And as an essence level, it is it is a it is a, it is a, a heart remedy. So you can choose your type remedy, and you can look at the books. And the other thing you might like to do quickly this afternoon: these cards, and you may have to you may have to actually open the sets because some of them won't be opened at all. Flower essences, what are they made from? They're actually made from the flowers. And actually, you can look at the pictures and get a hit from them. That's quite powerful. Just, just very quickly, anyone know which one that one is? Agrimony. Yeah, it's because it, I'll give you a clue, it's a bark one. And it starts with A. Um, anyone know what this one is? Another bark one starts with, starts with C. Serato, absolutely. Serato Sigma to Will Mottiana. Okay, what is it? How do you make it? What you do is you take glass bowl, water, um, sunshine, flowers, and there you are. That's not you, any water, though, is it? Um, you can use tap water, but probably not if you're going to sell it to someone else or use it. But spring water is ideal, but um, still mineral water is probably okay. And uh, what you're doing, essentially, is burning a disc. There's the man himself, and he found these tuning forks in nature. Anyone know which one this one is? Absolutely, in patience. And actually, just looking at it, I'm slowing down, so I we better move on. Anyone know which one this one is? Mimulus monkey power, that's right. And you all need to know what this one is. Everybody. No, 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 it's in the room, and you've seen it already, but you've seen the seeds. Oh, Absolutely. Old man's beard, clematis, flowers. Any, any offers? Rock rose. Correct. Clematis, rock rose, and this one are all in rescue remedy. Which one's this one? Star of Bethlehem. Absolutely right. And this one is... Absolutely. And what are flowers, or rather, what does man do, but in his architecture, imitate flowers? And that's many millions of pounds spent on that. And what one's that one? I'd better not look at it. It's Verbeam, that's right. My, um, my two-year-old daughter, my middle daughter was two, when the uh, baby was... Um, was three months old and she developed um, toddler jealousy. Has anyone lived with toddler jealousy? Well, you know, after three weeks of kindness, present for mummy, present for baby, whatever, and special times, whatever, special colours, she was still as jealous as anything. Not to the baby, but to us. I mean, you can't understand toddler jealousy, really, can you? They ought to get over it, shouldn't they? Well, it's a bit like saying, you're my lover, excuse me, can I borrow you a minute? Yeah, you're my lover. You've known me all my life, um, and you've gone away for three days, you've come back, and you've kicked me into the back bedroom, and you've taken her instead. <laughs> I feel jealous. So, you know, and toddler jealousy is, and, and Holly is quite fantastic for shifting it. 
So, now, we've looked at some pictures quickly there, but what you can do with the set of cards is just open the cards and see what comes up. Or you can see which ones attract you, or you can see which ones repel you, and those, offer, those are often issues that you don't want to deal with. And you can have fun with cards. So we'll share them with the next door neighbour, but don't, don't, don't mix the sets up. That will, that will give me too much fun later. Sorry? It's a, it's a very good question. We gave my daughter Holly and she transformed over two days. Now, a small child will respond very quickly. Um, as adults, um, you can respond very quickly for an acute situation. So your rescue remedy can work in minutes. But um, on, on the back of the first page of your sheets and the handout, there's, there's a, a story about a lady who took mustard and walnut, just two remedies, for six weeks. And during that six weeks, she dealt with a whole load of childhood stuff that had been tucked away, and she shed tears that she'd never been able to shed for years. And so the one thing I would say to you today, because I'm going to ask you if you want to make up a bottle of remedies and if you want to play with someone in a minute, is... This is not a sweetie shop to play with them all at once with, okay? You can actually blow fuses with excessive enthusiasm because you want to do it. If you're starting, just take one or two or three or four, maybe five, but just take a few at once because you can actually have so much fun that you've said, yippee, my higher self wants to heal everything all at once and I've got the tools here and I know how to access them. Bang. The purpose of the game is to remain grounded and to deal with each thing not to do it all at once. I say this from experience. Sid. Sid. Thank you. One of the most useful things um, is that not, not, not just Dr. Barr, um, but other people have made lots of flourishes over a period of time. So on the table here, and please put a shield between you and the table as I talk about it, otherwise clearly you will start processing. Okay. So just put a shield, otherwise some of you will start processing and you will feel tearful or upset or whatever, and you won't know why. Um, and you might all like to say, can I be grounded during this lecture? Everyone feeling okay? Mm -hmm. yeah, just, just make sure you're fully grounded. Hang on to, how many sharpers have we got? Seven. What's the most important one they don't tell you about? The one below your feet. Hang on to it now, because we're talking about me. <laughs> Tune into your sharper below your feet, make sure you're connected. So there's some from North America. Um, there's Arthur Bailey's combinations. Arthur started making them in 1967. There are some crystal ones from Ireland made for children. There are some um, crystal essences made by Jan Stewart, who lives in the same town as Arthur. But for, the, for society, we're not all going to be flowerscent users using pendulums and using whole kits. Society is going to move on, first with rescue remedy, but secondly with combinations. And if it says calm down, or if it says let go, or if it says sensuality, or if it says confidence, or if it says cheer up, more or less it does what it says on the thing. So these are called bouncing blooms. Um, there's a whole load of them here if anyone wants to look at them. Um, they are in boots. Okay. Um, they are quite widely sold these days, and people are using them. And the calm down is rescue remedy plus all the ones for work stress. The calm down is a really good one. I take it every day at work, and I put a drop on my wrist, and I say to my patients, 
and you know, I do give documents as well. I do prescribe antidepressants. I do prescribe antibiotics. I do prescribe. It's funny how many things are antis, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I do use a bit of the homeopathic. So you know, you just say, "Well, you like the drop of that," and, and people feel, you know, people feel calm. So the calm down is, is, is quite a quite a, a useful one. So these combinations, I think, are going to be a way in. Now, my friend Sid, who is in his eighties. Um, you know how you get a feeling about people you know, you know their energy's a bit napped. Well, his energy was napped, and you sort of start to worry when people's energy's a bit napped. And um, he took two of these. He took the cheer up, and I think it was the peace. And uh, he'd lost his wife, and you know was living alone, and whatever. He took the cheer up, and he took the peace. Not doused for, not chosen specifically. They wouldn't have come up as treatment bottles. He took them two or three times a day, every day, for three months, and he came in and he looked five years younger. Mm -hmm. you know? He had been nourishing his energy body just non-specifically. And I think we can all do that. We can choose the specifics for the treatment, but I think as a, at a non-specific level, we can nourish our energy, energy bodies and feel better for it. Is that the name of the treatment, Jira? Um, it's, it's the name of one of these combinations. Oh, which old combinations. Yeah, one of these combinations. So they're, they're, they're oh, combinations. They're available from Boots or from balancingblooms.com. Is there quality different between Boots and other makes? Um, well, they're, they're made by a chap called Simon Turner, and they're made by them. So they're balancing blooms, but they just happen to be sold by Boots. Oh, if okay. anyone wants to investigate the difference in quality between Rescue Remedy and five other people's exactly the same identical Star Breath and Rock Rose, um, Clematis, Cherry Plum, and Patian Flowers, they're over there. So you can douse which one's better for you. I've got sets from about five makers in here, mm. and they are qualitatively just slightly different. So you know, you might do best with one from Vivian Williamson from Sun Essences. Mm. You might do best with one of Arthur Bailey's, and you might be best with Healing Herbs, and you might be best with Nelson's. You know, it varies. How does this dance? As good for your health? Would you like to? Anyone like to dance that as good for your health? Mm. And would you like one? Does it, would you like one of what's inside? Now, uh, would you like to douse and say, would you like one of what's inside? Yeah. Hmm? No. Yeah. No? Well, you don't have to, but there's some very nice essences in there. Yeah. If someone can pass these around, take one and pass it on. You don't have to have one. But this is an essence I make called Orange Azalea. And it is very, very difficult to feel irritated with anyone when you take it, or even when you hold it. It's a very, very useful sort of heart chakra uh, one. I've got it. Yeah. Um, I think if you would like to try, it, without holding it, try and feel irritated with someone. Not, not a big hurt. Yeah, not, 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 not years of the one that you've just managed to get rid of, rid of but you still got to go through the course. <laughs> a minor irritation. Okay. And then hold it. What happens to that irritation? Quite a powerful heart chakra. <laughs> now, two more things to share with you before we finish, because we're nearly up to time. I'd just like you to observe me a moment. Now, now you'll all, all tune into Orange Azalea a minute. Okay, so that's Orange Azalea. This is Orange Azalea. And does anyone see auras? Silly question. Is anyone going to admit to seeing auras? Okay. Yeah, but can anyone sort of perceive energy fields? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just hold some. Room. Otherwise, it's just so much buzz that you won't see. I've seen the providers a dark background. Okay, so you see the etheric. Yeah. Alright, that's slowly down. Okay, I'm just going to spray this on my on my mouth. So this is sort of 
drops one ton. So that's oranges earlier. Okay, it feels quite good, doesn't it? Now, okay, got that? Yeah. <coughs> so if you spray the Okay, spray the energy field, and it's actually quite a different quality of the field. I cannot resist smiling and just feeling <laughs> really good. So, Nister's um, super drug, £1.29, different delivery system. I think it's going to be, you know, people are going to actually catch on and what use essences like this. This is a Mister. That's orange azalea. It's exactly the same as you have, but the difference in delivery between putting it in your mouth and spraying your energy system, and perhaps even spraying on particular. Yeah, okay, that's quite a hit on that meridian system. So, this gentleman wants to know if it works against Tony, Tony Blair and, and Jordan. <laughs> Gordon Brown. <laughs> Does it work against Tony Brown and Gordon Brown? I don't know, but I have a I have a, a chap who I've never met, who's a very nice chap who has ordered six bottles over a period of time from Orange Azalea from me, and he wrote in one email to me, it should be in the White House or in number and in number ten because when it sits on my sideboard in our dining room, we have harmony. Mm. Mm. It's interesting because when you spray this, yeah. you're all then slightly. You can see all these little yeah. energies swirling mm. around. Right. Whereas when you took it internally, it was almost like a condensing shield. Right. So it had almost the opposite effect, even though it's the same stuff. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. So I, I, think, you know, I think we can be creative with these. Thank you, yeah. Chris. We can be creative. Now, we're up to time. Um, I haven't given you any time for questions. What I have got, but there are questions. I meant to say at the start, do ask questions on the way. <laughs> um, these are empty bottles. Okay. This is um, vodka and water. Okay. So if anyone wants to make themselves up a treatment bottle, there are a whole load of essences on this table, and there are some sets of... I think there are, most of the sets that are in front of you are actually sealed. So I think the sets that are open here, Elizabeth's got an empty open set there, but the others are actually all sealed. Um, has anyone got any questions? Because I'm just thinking that time is... I'm sorry, we've overrun. It's one minute past three. Your name did, but are you a homeopath as well? Very good question. Um, thank you for the, thank you for the um, compliment. I'm MBBS. I've only got the baby degree. I haven't got doctor of, me oh, doctor of medicine. Um, I did a year of homeopathy um, at Bristol with a very good teacher, David Spence, and then I went and did some NFSH healing. I realised I was a useless hands-on healer, but it opened up my eyes to my intuition, so I learned to douse. And when I said to David Spence that uh, my eldest daughter had had a cough, age two, uh, at 10 o'clock at night when she sat up and went cough, 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 and I had doused over some remedies that I had got, and it came up with DPT-30, and it cured her. He said, well, he said, you know, we have enough difficulty with homeopathy anyway, so we don't actually douse. This is the medical homeopath. Um, so so I've, I've only done a, a couple of years of homeopathy, so I, I would not call myself a homeopath, but I, I use it for sort of first aid. Um, but um, there's, there's some crossover. And you've heard enough of me, so I think it's time for me to shut up, if I may. Thank you very much for being very nice audience. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. Well, thanks again to Dr. Andrew for that very entertaining and stimulating workshop. I'm sure you could almost smell the essences there as he was talking about them. 
Now don't forget that you can find links to his website and his PowerPoint presentation on our show notes page, which is at britishdowsers.org forward slash podcast. Adventures in Dowsing comes from the British Society of Dowsers in Hanley Swan, England. For more details about the Society and to find out how we can help you get more out of your dowsing, please see our website at britishdowsers.org. Tell us your favourite flower essences, ask a dowsing question, or just let us know what you think of the podcast by sending an email to podcast at britishdowsers.org. You can also post messages on our forum, and you can even find us on Facebook. Just search for British Society of Dowsers. Many thanks for listening, and thanks again, as always, to Hilary Brooks for the music, and be sure to join me next time in 2011 for more Adventures in Dowsing. <laughs>